Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hello, hello out there, world. Beaming to you from the center of the universe here in Chicago, Illinois. Here on AM 1160, every Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock. And uh, Faith Marketplace, what we do? Uh, well, we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And you better strap your seatbelts on because I got two fabulous ones today. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and also the founding partner of the Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies and their teams advanced business development and sales skills. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai Business Group, we say we put the win back in your sales. And man, I've been waiting for this, this interview because we've got Lori Kim in studio with me. She was interviewed about a month ago here. Uh, she is with Microsoft. And she's the one that connected me to our guest today, which is Craig Carter, all the way from Arizona today. He's a product line manager for Intel Corporation. So all of you folks out there didn't think, you know, that these, uh, you know, tech companies were godless. I'm, we're here to disprove that today. Believe me That's when I right. tell you, we're going to have a great show. Lori, give a little background. How did you meet uh, Yes, so I got to meet Craig through my mentors, especially uh, Julia Wolpman from Zurich, North America. She's the one that founded uh, the Christian Employee Resource Group there. And she actually was one of the uh, uh, right interviews done here, right? Yep, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we've had Lori on a couple of times. So, Craig, welcome, buddy. Uh, You're the star of the show today. But I've got Lori backing me (laughs) up here because she knows a little bit more about you because she's the one that introduced us. So. Uh, anyway, but what I'd like to do first is, you know, you put a quote on here that I thought was rather intriguing, and there's got to be a backstory. So what's what's the quote, and what's why, why is it important to you? Sure, and this is just a great summary for me here recently. So it's reflecting God's love at work really leads to a full and abundant life of purpose, adventure, and teamwork. And then for me personally, it is better than the biggest promotion I've ever got. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Now, how long has that been a, a quote has been a part of, of your whole DNA there? Well, I've, I've been here at Intel for like 25 years. Wow. A long time. Wow. Um, and I've been involved with the Christian groups here for 25 years. Here at Intel, we've had Christian groups for 27 years since the wow. mid-90s. Wow. Which is amazing. And actually, talking about that, let me give a little short disclaimer. I work at Intel, but I'm not an officer. I'm not officially authorized to state company strategy or policy or stances. This is a personal conversation, yep. and I'm beyond blessed to actually work at Intel. Yep, that's great. Perfect. Great. That's awesome. So uh, why don't you share with the audience, what do you want some, uh, the key takeaways for them today what, through our conversation? Well, key, key takeaways is that you can absolutely reflect God's love at work, and you also are going to have an amazing life of purpose, adventure, and teamwork. And you're never going to look back. Um, I was thinking through this, and there's really like four things that a person should do to achieve this goal. And ultimately, it's going to be with God's help, and you are going to love doing it. Okay. That's great. I know. I told you folks, you better have your seat belts because we're going to get into this. 
Lori, you got something for him at all right now that you think that would be important for him to tell the audience since you know him really well? Oh, yes. I, I know that, oh. you know, he spoke recently at the Dare to Overcome Faith and, uh, Faith and Belief Employee Resource Group Conference. Ah, okay. And he spoke on this very topic, you know, on why, you know, um, having the love, reflecting God's love at work is super important. And Craig, you know how you mentioned that, um, so what I'm really curious to hear more about that story, because I know you mentioned how amazing that event was. I mean, you spoke there as well. Could you share a little bit great. about what you talked about, what you focused on? Well, I'll focus on a lot of things there. I that's know. For sure. um, <laughs> but just even a summary of the conference is basically a lot of people think that business and faith are completely two different <laughs> planets. Right. Um, however, the reality is, is that at pretty much every company and the larger the company, there will be some Christian group out there. And a lot of people think that the big Fortune 100 companies, the tech companies, nope, not happening. Not true. Mm-hmm. It is definitely happening. And we were Absolutely. there at the conference. I mean, there were companies from American Express to Intel to dozens of other companies that are doing this right. actively. Yeah, that that is so cool. It's unbelievable. Well, Craig, just so the people can get a little bit more about Craig and who he is in person, did you come out of Bunsen Baby Christian Boy? <laughs> well, not quite. Okay. Uh, my parents would tell stories otherwise, okay. but I think I was pretty good because I can't remember when I was one, two, three years old, but my parents would have another story. So mm-hmm. do you want me to talk a little bit about growing up? Yep, um, absolutely. Like yeah, sure. Oh, you bet. So I became a Christian at a very young age. It was like around the age of six or so. And we won't go into that. Yeah. And of course, at the age of six, I could describe the Trinity and every other aspect <laughs> of the Christian faith, which isn't, no, of course not. Um, but God changed my, my heart back okay. then. And I look mm-hmm. back and I, I was on a different path even at the age of 6, 10, 12, 15 mm, sure. um, throughout my life. Um, but one of the things that really hit me is I always felt call, called to business. When I was okay. a young child, what was I? I was the banker. I was the business owner. My brother was always the doctor. My friend was the spaceship pilot. And um, I, was, I was always called to business. And I was one, at one point I was serving down in Brazil, actually, at a, a missions down there that was really helping the, the poorest of the poor, the homeless mm. in Brazil. And I'll never forget what the missionary said down there. So I was like, I'm, feel, I'm just telling him, I feel called to business. What should I do? He's like, well, get really wealthy, make a lot of money, <laughs> give a lot of it away. And I didn't know what to do with that. I did not know what to do with that. Now, it. in hindsight, over the last 20 years or so, as a Christian <laughs> in the world of business, which is where God has called me, you absolutely can shine. Um, like I mentioned, I've been here at Intel for 25 years, but it was the last three years or so when things really started to take off. Um, part of my story is that I basically was I was I was in line for the dream job of my life, basically doing all the budgeting systems for Intel Corporation. You know, eighty billion dollar company, one hundred and twenty thousand employees. It didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I was on a slide after that. Yeah, and that's when my wonderful wife basically said, "Is to stay there. Mm. God's not done with you yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to keep going." And then at that point, I did get a job. God opened the miraculous doors and that point I started leading not just the Arizona Christian group, but the global Christian group with wow. 4,000 members in wow. countries all around the globe. Oh man! Um, and, and it was just beautiful. And then the story has continued to take off and I could talk for hours and hours on that. Yeah. You need to let me know how long you want me to talk. Yeah, well, you got gr- that's a great story because again, as you came along, now, now how was your path in your faith while you, the, those oftentimes wandering years through college and early 20s, how, how were you doing with your faith at that point? 
I didn't wander away from Christ. Okay. Which I realized as I was a complete minority. Okay. Right? I mean, because the okay. vast majority of people do. But no, I was following Christ along the way. Okay. And just asking a lot of questions and wondering, <clears throat> how is this dream and desire and function for business going to fit in serving Christ? And, yeah. Um, and and the, the two absolutely do go together. Yeah. And you were an early adopter with that, too, because, you know, I back when I started the show nine years ago, you couldn't count on one hand the faith and work programs that were out there today, man. That's it's true. all over the place because people are really starting to realize, you know, work is ministry. Yes. And we, you know, and what I love about Craig, about you and Lori, is that you guys are actually taking it right down to that level in the workplace and letting people realize that and know that and be okay with it. You know, how do you do this? How do you do discipleship at work? How, how do you let show the love of Christ? How do you spread, you know, the gospel? What do you do? It's not about beating people over the head. It's right. really showing the milk of human kindness. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. So. And having empathy for one another, oh, right? And showing yeah. love for one another yeah. and being there just like what Jesus taught us to love your neighbor. And Craig has an amazing story that goes with that, right? Okay. And I love, you know, Craig, you know how you share with me your faith journey at Intel, uh, the Bible-based Christian network, the vision, mission, and strategies, right? And I love how you share with me that you learn so much from one another as you focus on unity, relationship, and commonality. Could you share a little bit right. more about that? Sure, you bet. So basically, um, um, it, it's been an amazing journey. And this group's been in existence for 27 years, yeah, folks. I know. That wow. is a long That's time. That's amazing. Some people listening to this that are not yeah. even quite 27. I mean, right. all of us are probably 28 <laughs> or 29. That's right. But, <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's been going on for a long time. And it was about two years ago when God really convicted me that, well, one, no one could remember our vision statement. It was like word, images, sentences. Yeah. We summarized it down to really, it's one thought, it's love. Right. We've got a you lot. got it. Yep. And and then and then how do we do that? We reflect God's love. And one yeah. of the things is like whether if people see Kim, that's great. They see Bob, that's great. Right. But if they see the love and the power and the strength and the blessing of Jesus when they look at Bob or Kim or or whoever's listening, they will be changed. And yep. what's been amazing to me is in addition to the Christian group, God asked me to kick off this cross faith group and I could go into that later if you'd like yeah, me to too. Sure. Yep. And th and through that, um, getting to interact with people that I mean, they're the real thing. It's Iranian Muslims. It's yeah. it's someone who grew up in Fiji who's Sikh or in I India and and guess what? We get along great. We yep. love each other and I right. believe they just see Jesus. Oh, and that's, that's great. irresistible. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. People are drawn to that. It's like a magnet, you know. Uh, as, as Lori knows, you know, I didn't come to faith but 21 years ago, and I'm in my 75th year here, and so that was God, and how I was drawn to three men that mm -hmm. really, I thought, what is with these guys, the way they walk, the way right. they talk, how they treat people, how they extend themselves, their family life, and I'm going, and I never connected the dots, they're all three Christians, <laughs> you know, oh, but, wow. but I was drawn to that. And, and so out of that curiosity, it drew me in, and that's how my story goes as to what it is. So you're right. You're salt and light in the workplace, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we're all called to that kind of thing. So unbelievable. I can't believe this segment's already up. Well, listen, folks, I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as our sponsor, Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Go on, check it out, faithmarketplace.com. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small mid-sized businesses be more effective and efficient in getting results from their marketing technology. With our vast experience, Inbound Studio holds websites uh, using Inbound Studio uh, marketing methodology. 
that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. And I've had a lot of compliments on our website. So as a result, the company has evolved in the premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. Go out and check them out. I encourage you to check them out at inboundstudio.studio. Again, that's inboundstudio.studio. You're going to be right back with Greg Carter and Lori Kim. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my guests, lovely uh, Lori Kim in studio with that little company called Microsoft. And we have Craig Carter uh, beaming in from Arizona, and he is the product line manager for Intel Corporation. And man, he's got us going, folks, because you're going to be fascinated what he's been doing for over 25 years out there at Intel. And speaking of that, what is the ideal client? You know, when you, you talked about these ERG groups, and we know a lot about what Intel does. I think everybody listening knows what Intel does. But, you know, this has given you a platform, Craig, you know, with, you know, your work at Faith and Work and everything like that. So what's the ideal target audience of people that you interface with, you know, as far as the uh, Faith and Work movement? Oh, 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 you bet. So Faith and Work can be anything from at home, right. unless you're maybe sitting on the couch, you're working at home, or to mm-hmm. a small company, medium company, God's plan to meet a mega company, right. a, a very large company. So in the Fortune 100, I think we're like Fortune 50 or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but as part of that, um, these are very secular companies in, in right. large, right? Yep. So how do you thrive in a secular company Yeah. and thrive and reflect God's love at work? And so that's what I've been doing for a number of years, and it's just been amazing. Yeah. So, Laura, you've been a part of it, and you've known Craig for a while in this. So why don't you, uh, you know, pick at him a little bit about some of the stuff he's doing, because you know more intimately than I do. Yeah, so recently, so Craig and I were part of the uh, Christian uh, Employee employee Group, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm part of the Marketplace Ministry for Microsoft, and Craig's got the uh, IBCN, right? So we have partnered together on a daily prayer for Russia and Ukraine. Ah. So, Craig, you want to share a little bit about that? Oh, that's right. So this was amazing. <laughs> so this this kicked off the same week that the war started over that's in right. Oh, that's right. Ukraine, the Ukraine mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking it would last about a week or two, mm-hmm. right? Um, I had a prediction on where this would potentially go. And um, so we started a daily prayer session for um, Ukraine and quickly expanded to include people in Russia also. Wow. And it was such a hit internally. It's been going now daily up until last Friday. Mm. And now we're talking about continuing it going. Mm-hmm. But it was so loving and wonderful. At some points, we'd have up to 30 people calling in at, you know, right at the beginning of the day mm. to pray for people in that region of the world. Wow. And it hit so many people's hearts. Um, our Again, listen to this. Our atheist agnostic leader, who's from Russia, mm-hmm. who obviously speaks fluent Russian, included our Russian-speaking employee group, invited them all to it. Wow. To join the Ukraine and Russia prayer meeting. Wow. Because they could sense the love of God. Yes. Oh and it's goodness. powerful. Oh, that That's is... just one of the many things we do here today. Right. <laughs> and we had some prayers done in different languages, right? Yeah. yeah it wow. was amazing. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I-, I love it. <laughs> you guys oh so... Yes. And you guys do... How... Daily you do this? Daily. We have a daily 15-minute on our calendar. Yeah, we try to make... And and just to make it even crazier, so it's Intel people, Microsoft people. The lady that leads it is in Costa Rica. Okay. Right. um, With a lady from California. We have people calling in from Romania, across the U.S., all the way from India at times calling in. Wow. Um, For these multinational Mm. companies... There really aren't countries. Now, there's time right. zone challenges. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But um, it's a very global effort. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And all around 
faith and praying and, and, faith. The, and the power of prayer. Now, are there, uh, is, is this uh, interracial, racial too? I mean, do we have Muslims in this prayer group and other people uh, joining in or not? This is a Christian not? prayer group. It's Christian but prayer group, okay. what's interesting, we've invited, anyone can show up. Right, right. Anyone can show up. I mean, literally, our atheist agnostic leader shows up. Right. She read the Lord's Prayer in Slavic. Wow. At the it was beautiful. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. That was amazing. And that's, I guess, another important point, Bob, is that for a lot of these events, you want to make it where anyone of any background, often they're called someone who's seeking or interested in religion or spirituality, right. it's free to show up. They feel welcomed and included. We yeah. want them to see the the real gospel, right? right. Which is, um, it's all about love. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I, because there's so, myths, so many myths around all this stuff. So that's true. And I bet it opens the door not only for better team building, right? And but also for authentic relationship and the love of neighbor happening, you know, during this time. And, yeah. you know, I'm just curious, you know, what do you think? Because when we think about the top two reasons, you know, that you kind of shared at one of the, one of the uh, conference, right, employees leave their job is their lack of feeling valued and a sense of belonging. Mm. And we know that faith and belief area are super important to many people. So why oh, yeah. do you think that only 20% of companies have faith, belief, employee resource group? You know, Lori, before I'm in my current job of product manager, I did Intel's analytics systems and mm. data. I love mm, data. I love it's data, more data than too. Three things. That's <laughs> what databases were made for. Right, exactly. Data is beautiful. Data yep. is beautiful. And, and the numbers talk for themselves. You're absolutely right. This study came from McKinsey and Company, a mm. well-reputable yep. company. People leave their jobs for those two reasons. Mm. And yet the reality is, is that for most people, when I say most, this is Pew Research, 84% of the Americans um, internationally, outside the U.S., higher, either have a very strong religious background or a very strong belief system. That would mm. include atheism and agnosticism. Sure. And if you can include that in the workplace, 84% of your employees are touched. And as they wow. feel real at work, wow. it helps us Absolutely. or Microsoft or any company right. to get more creative ideas. You're able to accept each other's ideas. There's less arguments in a negative way. I mean, this ultimately helps the bottom line of companies. Yeah, that, that's a really important point that you touched on because a lot of that gets glossed over. A lot of that gets oh, glossed yeah. over. When you got engagement with employees and lift them up, the performance you know lifts up. Yes. And when you could take and, and address the whole person, not just the productive worker person, you know, exactly. what their job is, but the whole person, right? Uh, now they feel like, they, to your point, Craig, they feel engaged. They feel loved. They feel that they've got they've got something in common with another human being. And that there's a bond there of some sort, you know, at least at a level that is there some understanding. You know, one of the things I want to sh ask you about, because this is the big myth, you know, uh, companies your size and all that really kind of stiff arm this kind of activity. Uh, what are some of the challenges or the barriers that you've seen out there with some companies and why they haven't been able to implement this stuff? Well, that's a great question. Um, there's, a, there's a number of different challenges. A couple of them would be it's different. Mm -hmm. It's new. A lot of these employee groups and things like that, they started in the 90s. Mm. That was a long time ago. That's right. like 20 to 30 years ago for a lot of companies. They've been doing it forever. Mm -hmm. the people that are in HR just kind of grew up. That's just the way it is. Right. Um, faith in our society is seen as something kind of odd, strange, you know, check it at the door on Monday. And yet these companies, as they struggle to compete, struggle mm -hmm. to make better products, struggle to get better employees and the best employees, the word um, authenticity at work or be real at work is a, or their buzzwords. 
Yep. Every mm-hmm. company would say that. Yep. You and I love this. I heard this at um, it was a, a a conference actually, and there were two senators, one from each of the different parties, and they both mm. agreed on this, which mm-hmm. is a miracle, right? Yeah. <laughs> if it is a Democrat and a Republican, these very senior senators both agreed on this: is that if you show up at work on Monday, and you have to check your faith at the door, that is not a faith. That's called a hobby. That's and right. Faith is intimately yep. part of so who true. you are. So true. And as we solve these complex problems, making computer chips smaller and smaller and smaller, right. we need not 95% of a person, we need 100%. Right. And so companies are realizing that, and more and more companies are um, opening up the doors. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I, I've been uh, you know, enlightening people for the last year and a half about what's going on with a lot of the tech companies that all of them now have some sort of a faith component in them, and some Absolutely. of them that would really blow you away. And you guys are at the center of this, Craig. You and Lori and that whole group that you know have come together, and this is global. I mean, it's so uh, you know I'm evangelizing this a bit because I want people out there faith in the workplace, and particularly secular companies get to know this can be done, and it's being done effectively, efficiently, and it's providing uh, the whole person coming to work. And to your point, Craig. It's good for business. Yes, you top, know it's, exactly. Yeah. You know, it recruits a top talent, retention, and positive mm-hmm. results, just like what Craig has shared. Right. I think that's amazing. Yeah, and to your your point also, strong belief. Right, there's value systems there. Right, and companies have got to really start aligning with that. And a lot of them are starting to wake up after the pandemic now. Okay, they're really starting to wake up that they better start paying attention to this to a retain employees. To your point. Because people now have what? They've come out and they're starting to realize, wait a minute, you know, am I really happy with this? Am I satisfied with this? Is there something else that I should be doing? And uh, now when you add this component in there, I love, Craig, you know, what you do. Lori, you know, I'm so excited about this because it's something that a lot of people don't know about and it's exciting, you know, what you can do. And you've broken those barriers. You guys proved that this can be done, right? Absolutely. And I bet as you are going through that journey, Craig, you know, and I'm sure that you brought a lot of tension that you didn't realize, you know, that it was going to bring to you when you're on on that faith journey. And I was just curious, how do you feel most misunderstood as you're leading some of this, you know, Intel Bible-based Christian network meetings? Oh, excellent. And so, yeah, they'll be like, well, all you Christians believe that. <laughs> all you Christians believe why. And what I like to remind them is that say, all right, there are 2.4 billion people that would raise their hand and say they're a Christian. Right. I mean, I've been married for 27 years. Wow. My wife and I don't agree on everything. Yeah, right. think all That's Christians right. Agree on everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, my rule, and my rule of thumb is in any crowd, I love any it. crowd there's always one or two mm-hmm. that are a little bit out there. Okay. Right? So okay. you can't just paint this broad brush and say all Christians believe this. Yeah. Christians amen. Right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. amen. And, and that's one thing I've It's like all human beings are really equal. Right. No, they're not. Right. No, yeah. We all have different things, you know. About Perfect. It. And, you know, as, as a buddy of mine used to say, it's not how you drive, it's how you arrive. You know, people take different routes, different cars, mm. different modes of operation. And, you know, I, I mean, it's like faith itself, you know. Uh, and I, I make a distinction between that. I tell people I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. You know, there's believer talk a lot. And mm-hmm. I got in a conversation just the other day about that. I said, here's the thing for me. You can be a believer of something, but not necessarily a follower. But you cannot right. be a yeah. follower and not be a believer. Mm-hmm. You can't follow something you don't believe in. And, and again, that's, you know, how you want to take that in. Uh, but you're right. There's this myth out there. There's a, a whole lot of things built around, you know, what a Christian's like. I can't believe we're on a tiny segment. This is unbelievable. I know this is going to go quick. That, you know, 
uh, you know, folks, you got to stay tuned. By the way, you do have to stay tuned because Craig has got a special giveaway today. So we're going to get, and you got to come back because I'm not going to tell you now. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. better, even better. That's so right. You got to come back for this one. And uh, also, Lori has got some things that she's going to bring you. We're going to have a mystery subject later on that I'm going to teach you a little bit ahead of time now. We're going to have a mystery subject later on that we're going to be uh, roundtabling here shortly. So anyway, stay tuned. We're going to be back again with Lori Kim from Microsoft and Craig Carter with Intel. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back there. I told you to fasten your seatbelts. We're here with Lori Kim, my special guest, in studio with me. She's co-hosting today. And Craig Carter of Intel. So, Lori, what are you going to ask him about this? Because he's got some really profound things he's yes. doing. Yes. So, you know, I know, Craig, you know, we briefly talked about it. So you spoke at the Dare to Overcome Faith and, and Belief Employee Resource Group Conference, right? And you made the case for why including religion and belief as part of diversity, equity, and inclusion is good for business. Could you walk us through a little more on that? Absolutely. would love to do that. Um, good for business. Again, I like to say I'm, an, I'm a recovering finance controller. So I, <laughs> I used to be the finance controller for all of Intel's budgeting and profit and loss systems, corporate-wide, um, for the entire corporation, putting those systems together, which is wonderful. Um, but as part of that, no surprise, a for-profit company is supposed to make profit. <laughs> and. And, and companies are crazy if they don't open up the doors to faith at work. As mm. we've already talked about, um, 84% of Americans and globally higher have a faith and worldview system that's very important to them, right. very important to them. Um, so I like to call it the three R's. And this okay. is the three reasons why. The first R is, of course, recruiting. Mm. You want the best people at your company. You want the best people. You want to limit yourself to only part of the market, you want the best people to be attracted to your company. And when you ask the, them to bring their whole self to work, that's attractive. So recruiting increases your recruiting. Retention, it helps your retention. So basically when companies lose employees, if their annual salary is let's say $100,000 a year, a lot of money, it can cost on average, according to a human yep. resources research, up to $200,000 to replace that yep. employee. Yep. You don't want to lose people. It helps you with your retention. And I'll tell you a story about that here in a second. The <laughs> yeah. third one though, again, finance. <laughs> controller, it, it, you're supposed to make money, right? right. It's about results. Uh, and ultimately, you win versus your competition if you have more creative teams, tighter teams. And I always like to say, until we make computer chips, mm-hmm. but we truly could take on Boeing with airplanes and Starbucks with coffee if we could have the best teams in the world. Absolutely. Teamwork. But a quick story on re- retention. This is unbelievable. So. Intel's a global company, 50 countries around the world. Uh, we have a very large site over in Israel. Mm-hmm. Well, we met an employee over there and um, we thought he was gonna be the new Christian leader for the country. And talking to him more, mm-hmm. he turns out he's not a Christian, he's a, he's a Druze. A Druze? A Druze, D-R-U-Z-E. I had to look mm. it up. Luckily, I was mm. there in Israel a couple of years ago. It's a small minority religion, 3,000 mm. oh. years old, very old, maybe a million people worldwide, northern Israel, Lebanon, Syria. Can we say mm. disputed territories? <laughs> yeah. Massively persecuted for thousands of years. Well, he, we became friends with him. Then I got an email from him saying, Craig, last number of months, I received two job offers for more money from other companies. I was like, great. You're still here, why? Well, we have faith, employee resource groups at Intel. I'm like, 
we do not have a Druze group, and we probably never will. He's like, I don't care. We have a Muslim group, a Baha'i group, a Christian group. I know my faith is valued at work. Mm. Ah, Boom. Mm-hmm. Right there. Absolutely. We retained wow. one more employee. Yeah, wow. He's a very sharp engineer. I love that story. That is phenomenal. Uh, you got any stories on results, Craig, that you've seen personally or that some of the companies in, you know, that you know it, work with with these resource groups? Absolutely on results. And, and this actually came from the Harvard Business Review. Again, might have heard of that publication. Yeah, right. The world of That's a big deal, right? Like the Wall Street Journal. That's yeah. a big deal. So they came out with this study, amazing study, that says if you have authentic leadership, mm-hmm. that means vulnerable, mm-hmm. real. It doesn't mean people agree with them, but they are real and trustworthy. Let me put, look at the stats here. Let me pull them up here. The biggest one was is that teams get 50% higher performance. Mm. They're 76% higher engagement, and this was an amazing one. They have a higher life satisfaction by 29%. Wow. It's because of the wow. leadership at work being real and authentic. Yeah. It helps the bottom line for companies. Yeah. I mean, just like what Craig Rochelle said, when leader gets better, everyone wins, right? Everyone, everyone gets better. <laughs> everyone gets better. And also being vulnerable. You That's know, right. those leaders got to yes. be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. This shows a lot of vulnerability. When you can open up the kimono and say, I'm a person of faith, or that you're practicing that, walking that, those values, and you demonstrate, because, you know, I guess it was St. George or one of the Thomas Squires, one of them said, go and spread the faith, use words if necessary. Okay? What's that mean? It's really about the, and I talk about this all the time, it's about the walk. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be about the talk. You don't have to be out there banging people. So yeah, true. certainly you got to be, you know, if you have the opportunity to share a testimony, uh, you know, scripture, whatever it might be. But people are watching, especially young people, Dave, they're watching your walk. Because if you're talking one way and you're walking a different way, game over. Got to okay? walk the walk. You got to walk the walk. And that's, that's uh, right. That, that's as, as, as important, if not more important. Because again, what? 90%, almost 75 or 80% of our communication is body language. That's you know true. That? Yep. That's so, true. You know, <laughs> we're watching this. Now, during the pandemic, you didn't get to see it too much, <laughs> but now we are. We're back, you know, we're live, and things are going on and, and all that. Well, listen, group, I promised you that we were going to have a giveaway. And Craig has been generous to give us a, a freebie today. And Craig, why don't you tell them what that is? So the, so the freebie would be basically what are, what are it's a four steps that you can use also basically to really reflect God's love at work. Mm-hmm. And as you do that, you're going to live a life of purpose, adventure, and teamwork. Um, again, that's the original quote that I mentioned, and it's better than any promo. Trust me. You will yeah. be loving your uh, time at work. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. You want to take and um, text me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword ERG, Okay. So again, text me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword ERG, and I'm going to get you, uh, in your hands, the link to this, because this is going to be fabulous. And uh, Craig's the guy who knows about this stuff. And all you guys out there listening that are in secular companies and you don't know how you're going to do this or whatever, this guy is the guy, and we're going to put you in contact with him because he loves talking to people, any of you out there at any time I do. that would like to have a conversation with Craig as to how in the world have you done this for 25 years? you got to go on global. You're talking to all kinds of people, and, you know, that makes sense to me, but I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> we want to get out there and have you do that. Okay, another story, Craig. Uh, how, in your experience or what you've seen, is how does this help uh, recruit people? Oh, from a recruiting perspective. So companies are in competition now, especially in the hot job market. Right. And, um, and, and you want the best people. 
So yeah. when companies go to university campuses, they want to show that they're inclusive. Again, mm. keyword, every company uses that. And, uh, and when 84% of the U.S. population believes that a faith and worldview is important to them, how can a company not include that? And so in talking to our HR groups and others, it, again, it was eye-openers for them. We try to recruit women or we try to recruit different minorities or this or that. And they're like, wow, this might get us more and better employees by right. including faith. Right. Yeah. Let's take the common denominator here. Let's leave this, the gender and all the rest of the stuff out. What's the common denominator across all of those? What's the tiebreaker? Uh, what's the competitive advantage of us being now we're inclusive from a lot of standpoint, but more importantly, these values, how you align with that, how they're treated, uh, are they treated with respect? But those values are inherent to faith, right? People of faith, they have those values. You don't leave them in the car when you go to work. You know, I tell no. people all the time, you know. Um, then it's a hobby, remember? Yeah, that's a hobby. <laughs> that's yeah. right. You know, we, no, our faith should not be a hobby. Right. If you yeah. leave it right at the door. <laughs> yeah, leave it. That's right. Lori, you got another question for Greg? Um, so related to that, Craig, I know you have a lot of stories that you wanted to share. Anything else that you wanted to add to that? For recruiting and retention and results. Um, and how you're, bringing, my, how, how you're bringing this inclusive diversity at work, at scale, globally, you know, with all the Christian leaders and some of the faith leaders and how you are yes. working with them, right? Yep. So this is, this is amazing. So basically when I, um, again, when God thrust me into this role, right, through my wife's prayers. Um, again, if you're married, listen to your wife. Absolutely. Wives have a amen. Lori's like, amen. Amen. Connection yeah. to God, where I don't know, I get distracted too much or something. But but when I got connected up, I, I, I created a list. I printed out um, the number of employees we have by every site, major site and country mm. worldwide. Wow. And I, I, I blocked them to two groups. The top group was where we have Christian groups. Mm -hmm. The bottom bigger group was where we do not. Mm. And we started praying. And that was wow. a, especially in the fall of 2019. And since then, amazing. God has, I mean, literally miraculously connected us to leaders in India that have been doing Bible studies for years. But we didn't wow. know of them. They didn't know of us. Wow. In Malaysia, in Taiwan, in Shanghai, China, in Beijing. Again, um, yeah. anyway, I don't think I need to say any more about some of these countries. In Vietnam wow. also. Wow. And then over in Europe, in Poland, Germany, Ireland. Um, right now we're specifically praying for Japan. Mm. Uh, we have a, a group over in Korea also. And we oh, really wow. would love to start Christian groups there also. Yeah. But prayer is the foundation. Of course. None of this would have happened without God. <laughs> mm -hmm. we, uh, we were a group for 25 years or 24 years. Never had these countries. The last three years when we started praying, Wow! It just went crazy. Well, we know the power of prayer. I mean, it, it just oh, goes without saying. I, I have to tell you that I'm back after five weeks after surgery, and the power of prayer. The people prayed for me, and it was just unbelievable. I was, I was so humbled with the outpouring mm -hmm. of prayer and text messages, calls, all that stuff. It was phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm a big proponent. <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely. And, and also, we 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 take prayer requests. I'm going to give a little commercial message for something here shortly. So a real quick, crack. so knowing what you know now, what words of wisdom would you have given to yourself, to your younger self and our listeners, uh, given all the lessons learned, you know, all the stories you have? <laughs> oh, absolutely, is um, don't be timid, be courageous, and there's a very, and we're going to talk about this, I believe, in the next segment mm -hmm. a little bit more, about how you can be courageous in the marketplace, and it's really through love. Mm. And then I guess I'd say two things, that aspect. And then the other aspect is do not be worried or concerned about people that hold dramatically different worldviews from you. 
yeah, whether it be right. a religious mm-hmm. belief system or a political view, do not Okay, we're going to end with this one, buddy. And that is, what's cool, interesting, and funny about Craig? Cool, interesting, and <laughs> funny about Craig. Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, and I and you actually cap it in like less than a minute. Yeah, probably, real right? quick, yep. Okay, so you bet. So probably the funniest thing is that I went down to Brazil in the mid-90s mm-hmm. to, to learn Portuguese and to get a job. And I lived there for a year, and I then got engaged and ultimately married my pen pal. <laughs> um, wow. I love it. Love story. I never did get a job. I never got a real job. All right, guys, you guys stay tuned. We're going to be back again, the three of us, in a mystery subject, ground taming a mystery subject. So we'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey out there, are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that helps you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that allow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming all over the country. Here in Chicagoland, I'm proud to announce we just formed our sixth chapter. And I want you to get out there and check it out at g7networking.com, g7networking.com. And for information here in Chicago, please text me again at area or at 312-210-0603 with the keyword G, letter G, and the numeral 7. And I promise you, you won't regret it. I'll get back to you and let you know. All right, we're going to jump in here right now to our mystery subject. We're going to roundtable this. So, Lori, what is it? What do we pick today for our mystery subject? The mystery subject is Courageous Third. And I remember when I first met Craig, he shared his passion about Courageous Third, and I remember just being blown away. You know, I mean, courage is the action in spite of fear. Third is like the third position in competition. But what does it mean by Courageous Third, Craig, and why is that important to your calling? You just nailed it right there. <laughs> my, my, my life calling is, is how, do, how do we help God's children who are in the marketplace, and let's be honest, there are over a billion of them worldwide, right? In the marketplace, how do we help them to realize the glorious beauty of their calling? And that's what my calling is. And so we're, we're, we're making slow progress towards that. So, so your question was, what does this courageous third mean? Uh, Long story very short is that I was extremely upset about the world in general the summer of 2020. That's the middle of COVID. If you remember back Mm, then, the George Floyd incident, the rioting in the streets, the political environment was heating up. Little did we know how hot it would actually get later in 2020. And I was crying out to God out on a bike ride in Arizona, 110 degrees, not a good time to ride (laughs) a mountain bike. And, um, And God said, you need to pray and wait. And it's and the challenge and the the problem, Craig, is is that God's children, my kids in the workforce, are not reflecting me. Mm. And I was like, "What do you want me to do, God? <laughs> Pray and wait." And so it was last summer, basically, this whole concept of uh, courageous third, I believe, 
um, kind of popped into my head from God, I believe. And basically, like you said, we need to be courageous and we need to realize who we are. We're third. Courage means action in spite of fear. Mm. I mean, think of any good war movie. Think right. of any person who's confronted a disability. It's action in spite of fear. Mm. It is a bit scary yep. to mm-hmm. kind of let your all your coworkers know so true. I mean, you're a Christian. And I love what this uh, pastor friend of mine said, Craig, it's pretty easy to go overseas and talk to people that in a different language for a week about what you believe. Living it out 40 to 50 hours a week in cube land at mm. work or wherever you work, right. that's hard. So I go, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's courage. And then the third is realizing our place. It is God first, mm. others second. I'm third. There you I, go. I have my master's degree in business. That is not what they teach in business school. Right. Um, but as you, as you, yeah, as you live this out, though, God first, others second, I'm third. Not only is that obedience to God and gives glory to God, you just became the most invaluable employee. Right. I'm, I'm not a manager right now. I was. Who are the mm-hmm. people I would promote and give large teams to? The people that were bought off on the company's vision mm-hmm. and served, right? Mm-hmm. Served yeah. um, the people under them. So you want to be third place. Well, Lorraine, for you, in your role at Microsoft, how, how does this play for you in some of the things maybe that you've done there? So as Craig has shared, you know, it's very important for us to be, you know, really deep listening, right? And sharing, reflecting God's love at work by being authentic, vulnerable, and sharing our personal story, even when it gets uncomfortable, right? And letting them know and encouraging one another because our faith grows by sharing stories. Yep. And when it's authentic, when we're being vulnerable, that's when it really sticks. What are some of the tips, you know, out there for people that are reluctant to do this? Because I run into this a lot, and it's the big F word, fear. Fear of being labeled, fear of you know, being ostracized, fear of all kind of stuff. And we know the acronym stands for, right? <laughs> fear. <laughs> right? You know what that is, right? False evidence that appears real. Ooh, that's huh? good. <laughs> that's that's the good. Acronym, fear, false evidence yeah. that appears real. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, in, in, I face oh, this I with a lot, that. obviously, in being in sales training and, you know, the pressure and right. all the things, the rejection, everything that goes there, a lot of fear can creep in. But I share with people, you got to, you know, you got to uh, bifurcate your identity from your role. You know, we all have roles, husbands, wives, uh, sales, engineers, this thing and that thing. But in God's eyes, we're a 10. We're a perfect 10 before we got here. We're a 10 while we're here, and we're a 10 going out because he doesn't create junk. So you cannot allow your role or what society puts on you to interfere with your identity is in Christ. And that then basically helps you to overcome. That's the strength that will help you to overcome that. So when you talk about courage, uh, Craig, and you do too, it takes a lot of courage, especially yes, in the secular marketplace, to do this, to, to be out there and do this and put it forward. And I would tell you the biggest thing stopping most people I run into is fear. You know? And Craig, you know, when we have that conversation, you share some strategies on how to overcome that fear as you are you know, moving in this courageous third movement, right? right? You know, Knowing your goal and knowing your strategy. Can you share a little more about that? Sure, you bet. One of the verses that really hit me specifically is that, for example, if you have a goal, mm-hmm. but you don't have a strategy to obtain it. So, if right. Bob, if you told me that you're going to be the fastest man in the world at the Olympics, and I said, right. how are you training? You're like, I eat donuts every day. <laughs> yeah. Not a good strategy. And, right. and Paul hits this head on in um, First um, Corinthians chapter 9, where he talks about running such ways to get the prize. You bet. You I have to know that. what your prize mm-hmm. is. Run the race. For us yep. in the workforce... 
It's reflecting God's love where he's planted us. And then mm-hmm. I do not run like a man running aimlessly, Paul says. I do not fight like a man beating the air. Mm. He had a plan. He had a strategy. And, and one of the key ways is, is, is getting to know people and loving on them. How was your weekend? Do you right. have a family or kids? And then, and then the big key thing after that is, is once you get to know them, is you need to seed in there something about God. Mm. I went to church on Sunday. Right. Oh my gosh! I realized I'm not spending enough time with my wife, or mm-hmm. this, or that. And get personal with it. Yep. And then wait and see what God does. Yep. Yep. And one of the things I just read profoundly about listening. Mm-hmm. You know, we yes. we are a society that loves to talk, especially That's me. True. I'll raise my hand, right? And <laughs> and I have to be very, especially with my wife. One of the things I found out early on with that, and this help is applicable anywhere, but particularly with your spouse. I had to come home and I'd be looking at the mail, I'd be doing all this other stuff. And one day she just says, you know, Bob, why do you do that? Why don't you pay attention? So I now intentionally, when I come in the door, I put my bag down, I look at my wife, I hug her, and I say, okay, how was your day? And I will do, I will spend 10 minutes just listening to what she has to say, not offering any advice, not trying to fix anything, because I found out about that too with women. You don't fix them, just listen. That's Shut right. Shut up and listen, That's right? That's right. <laughs> I think it's the same way with any human being. You know, true. the, biggest, so the biggest thing that we have today is the, the need to be understood. Yes. You know? And, and people, you know, do you see me? The whole theme of do you see me? Right. Do you understand me kind of thing? So I think you're right. That's part of being courageous. But it's also, you know, when you look at apologetics, what is apologetics really? Apologetics isn't being apologetic about your faith. It's really getting to understand the other person, where are they coming from. When somebody says, well, yeah, that's just a bunch of Jewish fairy tales or, you know, the Bible's full of a bunch of junk. Well, help me understand, where is that coming from? What, you know, what led you to believe that? Exactly. Okay. And so I teach the Socratic method of questioning, and that's really the powerful thing about apologetics. Why Ravi Zacharias was one of the best there ever was, is if you look what he did, he did Socratic questioning with people as to where were they coming from. And almost you could see almost a, a turnabout face, you know, because they were reflecting on their own words, you know, as to what was the meaning behind that. And so you don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to be, you know, uh, scripture learned or have gone to theology school to do some of this. You just got to show up. And the other one is praying for people. I found that is really powerful. Uh, in doing it then. I can't believe the segment's over. Folks, you got to stay tuned. We're going to be back here next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock on here on AM, 7, AM 1160, Faith Marketplace. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.